Hello and welcome to Horror Cult Trash Other, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. So, Star Wars. Um, over the years, uh, now this is a bit out of place for us, but um, well, you'll understand why once we get into it. Um, Star Wars for years has been a massive part of my life. For as long as I can remember, I've been into, you know, massive fan of Star Wars since I was really young. Um, you know, I saw the prequels at the cinema, the latest films. Uh, we've recently been going through the films because in two days' time, uh, the Rise of Skywalker has been released, which is the end of the Skywalker saga. Uh, Chris, I believe you've got some history with Star Wars as well. Yeah, I loved Star Wars when I was younger. Um, you see The Phantom Menace amongst the went first? Went to see Phantom Menace. It came uh, out on my birthday. And for my birthday, we went uh, in 1999. Uh, shows my age, and uh, we we all went for my birthday, watched it. I thought it was all right, enjoyed it, and then sort of stopped caring after that, to be fair. I uh, didn't watch the other two prequels. Until recently. Until recently. Um, you see why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I was missing much, if I'm being honest. And, uh, yeah, sort of we've, we've been through the whole Star Wars yeah. saga. And, you know, we've seen, obviously, J.J. Abrams has really picked it up again. Um, and then, you know, Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi isn't quite as bad as people make it out to be. And then uh, we've got high hopes for Rise of Skywalker. But who the fuck are we kidding? We're not here to talk nice things about <laughs> Star Wars. We're here to talk about the piece of shit that is the holiday special. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, all these years of loving Star Wars, I didn't figure this out till about two, three years ago. Maybe, maybe just before I met you, actually. I think I, I... I don't know. I think it must have been around when Force Awakens came out because then I was proper getting Star Wars again and I figured out this existed. And, uh, and yeah, I, I watched it. I, I, it was, it's baffling. It, it really is quite baffling. Um, it was released in 1978 as a made-for-TV spin-off um, because George Lucas didn't want people to forget about A New Hope and had made plans to make Empire Strikes Back and he wanted to sell a bit more merch. So uh, it, he's not really credited for having much to do this, but <laughs> what what is funny is this all came about because he said that when he makes some more Star Wars sequels, he wants to make one film entirely dedicated to Wookiees. Um and makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, someone's obviously heard that idea and like, oh, I know what we should do. Uh, one hour and 37 minutes spin-off, <laughs> entirely based around Wookiees. Well, you say entirely based around Wookiees. Well, they're the centre of it. Yeah, they are. And and their sort of, their story is the, the it's sort of the glue that, hold, well, it, it it's not really held together. Um, but storyline <laughs> and plot-wise... It's sort of their stories is what holds the whole thing together and is the direction that it goes in. But fucking hell, does it go on some tangent? <laughs> the whole idea is that this was a variety show. So they were, they were fairly popular back in the day where, you know, you would have a TV special around some sort of theme. Um, usually it was a, a host, so you... you Someone like Julie Andrews or um, Cher would have a TV special and they have guests on and these guests would sing, dance, perform, do comedy. And then there would be some, not necessarily plot, but some sort of link between all of them, which was usually the host. 
the person that was hosting. So essentially, a Star Wars holiday special is being hosted by a group of Wookiees <laughs> and Art Carney. With absolutely no subtitles. So <sighs> throughout the film, all you hear is... Like constantly, there's nothing there to say what they're saying or... It's absolutely insane. It's like a really bad sort of party game where you're like a bad game of charades where you have to try and guess what the fuck they mean. But with that being said, fuck me, is it entertaining? Oh. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah, to, to quote RuPaul, as, I do, as I'm known to do a few times, um, it's, uh, it makes absolutely no sense, but it sure was entertaining. Bruce Valanche, one of the writers, admitted he was... Uh, Using cocaine quite heavily whilst uh, writing Just this. cocaine? Apparently. <laughs> I'm surprised that it's just cocaine because somebody was tripping real heavy when they wrote some of this. <laughs> and I also, also, I have to say, parts of it, I don't even think they'd seen Star Wars. <laughs> like No, it makes no sense. It's... Oh, we'll get I mean, this is just it, after A New Hope, so... This is. I, I mean, mean, this might be where people thought this was going to go. Well, Star Wars was sort of a social, uh, cultural phenomenon, should I say, uh, from the get-go. You know, it was a fucking massively popular film back in 1977. To, to even be able to get a, a TV special like this, yeah. you, you know, not every film would have been able to even get something like this off the ground. So they must have had some form of backing from the television studio. And that all comes from the popularity of A New Hope. And fuck, did they fuck it up? Well, this was uh, directed by Steve Binder and an uncredited David Ackham uh, on a $1 million budget. Shh. Shut the fuck door. I think that one million may have been split between Jefferson Starship and B. Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of nothing else. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or it may may have gone on the writer's cocaine. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They used to do that, though, didn't they, back in the day? I I, I watched an interview with Dennis Quaid. And he was, he said, you know, of all the films that you did, which one had the biggest cocaine budget? And they, you know, these studios would put a certain amount into their budget purely for cocaine. He said it was um, whatever Jaws sequel he starred in. Was it Jaws 3? Oh, God, well, if you've seen that film, that'd be quite understandable. Yeah, but he said that that was the one that had the biggest cocaine budget. I think... Um, Carrie Fisher, God love her, God rest her soul. Uh, I think she may have had a dip in that as well. Oh, it's a, yeah. Where are we going to... <laughs> she is so enthusiastic she in this is, film. She, there are a few <laughs> moments where you look, particularly with the uh, Star Wars cast of the original, where you look at them and you think, oh my God, they do not want to be there. They are a- Apart from Carrie Fisher. Apart from Carrie Fisher, who is living her best life. Uh, spoiler alert, singing her heart out at the end. She demanded that. She, she demanded did. that she had a song in the, in that film. She did. And she does it justice. <laughs> whatever well, the fucking song's about, or whatever it is. She is just, like, amplifying everything she says. She you got, like, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill, and they're all like, they just want to kill themselves. And then <laughs> poor Mark Hamill was recently in a car accident, and he has... 
about five layers of makeup on his he face to the point he hasn't got a face anymore. Yeah, he does look a completely different person, <laughs> to be fair. And he looks like a fucking Ken doll. He does. He, he well, bless does. him, you know, it was because of he, he'd had a car accident quite recently. I mean, the casting crew fucking hate this. I mean, George Lucas, uh, he watched it after it was made and he actually prevented it from being broadcast anywhere outside of the US and Canada. He, he actually just got on the phone to every station and was like, no, don't fuck him. It's like Tom Atkins at the end of Halloween 3. Like, Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> Does that mean we never got it over here? In no, the no. Really? Hence why I never heard of it until a few years back. Um, yeah, it, whenever he's interviewed about it, he often walks out of interviews. Um, he also said that if he had a sledgehammer and the time, he would go around and find every copy that's been made of this and uh, smash them up. Um, the cast and crew also are embarrassed by it. Um, Carrie Fisher famously... Uh, would play this to uh, anyone at the parties that she'd host uh, if she wanted them to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, re- I, I mean, there's a nostalgia for it now. And, and you you know, people can watch it and laugh at it now. So I think they should give it a release. Give it a release and they don't make a bit of money off of it. Yeah, well, apparently... The budget had to go... The, the famous animated sequence where we get to see Boba Fett for the first time is hidden on the uh, Blu-ray collection that we have. There's an Easter egg. Yeah. Because uh, everyone thinks that's the best part of it. I mean, you, uh, let's face it, it probably is compared to everything else, but I, I'm sure you'll disagree with that. I disagree slightly. Biafa is... Uh, slightly. I, I do love Biafa. Maybe I'm a little biased. I am a little biased. Well, let's... Um, there's a lot to get into, so let's get into it. Uh, the plot is... <laughs> there is a fucking plot. Chewbacca and Han Solo try to get to uh, Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day, whilst Chewie's family passes the time with various forms of entertainment. Yes. Uh... Entertainment, did it say? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, we start off with Chewie and Han in the Millennium Falcon um, being, p- being chased by uh, some Imperial ships. Uh, and we find out that Chewbacca needs to get home to his family to celebrate Life Day. Life Day. Yeah, whatever the fuck Life Day is. I'm still I've... not... Do you know what? This this doesn't actually identify what Life Day is or what it's for. I think... I mean, I think we're meant to assume it's their version of Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who the fuck knows? Yeah, just celebrating life. Life, yeah, just Life Day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then we get a title card, a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. And then we get a voiceover, because we we're not capable of reading. Oh, it makes me jump. It, I don't know, it's like, the Star Wars Holiday Special. And this is very, that sort of cheesy... Um, Radio DJ. Yeah, but <laughs> at the t- so all these variety shows did have this sort of cheesy um, voiceover. And it gives us an introduction to the cast and yeah. the special guests. And it, my favourite yeah. part was R2-D2 as R2-D2 because Kenny Baker refused to be in it so they actually got a digital version of controlling, you know, remote control. Um, and then he introduces... Uh, now, this will be important. Um, we're not going to read the whole cast out but you need to hear this bit because this is who you're going to be with throughout the whole film. We get Chewbacca and his wife, Marla, his father, Itchy, and his son, Lumpy. The three of them look fucking terrifying. They do really <laughs> scary. I mean, if one borders on adorable, then maybe lumpy, no. but only just. Ew, no. Well, 
After we're given all these uh, cast members, we're told it's sponsored by General Motors. Yeah. Oh, we should have introduced a podcast like that. Introduced Horror Cool Trash Over! Masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. Brought to you by General Motors. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are, I don't think they exist anymore, to be fair. Brought to you by that smooth coffee we're drinking from that brand I'm not quite sure of. From Tesco. <laughs> Sponsored by Tesco Sponsored and Christmas. Have... Sponsored by Podbean. Now we now, pay please. for. Please stop. <laughs> uh, so then we're we're then taken into the world of keeping up with the Wookies. Yeah. So Kid Wookie is playing with some sort of plane. No, it's the it's an X wing. Is it an X wing? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't. Know. I'm I'm not too familiar with the terms and the Star I've got, Wars yeah. terms. I've got you, hun. Star Warsopedia or, or well, whatever. Lumpy so this is what, next week. So, so I'm actually just going to, for the first, is it 12 minutes? Yeah, first so, 12 minutes. So from this moment, for 12 minutes. Well, so if we say two minutes for the Star Wars thing, yeah. then that's so 10, 10 straight minutes. minutes. So from this moment on, <laughs> for the next 10 minutes... We have no form of coherent dialogue. It is all Wookiee noises <laughs> with no subtitles. So this is what I've deciphered, you know, from this opening sequence. So I'm going to go through it for you. Okay, are we ready? So Kid Wookiee playing with an <laughs> Please ex- tell me you're going to actually say the li- their lines of dialogue. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kid Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> It's playing with an X-Wing, as I've been informed. It's an X-Wing. Gets told off by Grandad Wookiee. Who's a fixing an X-Wing. He's fixing an X-Wing. <laughs> He's asked to take out the trash. He doesn't want to. He wants to eat some tiny pieces of corn instead. Then he's forced to take the trash out, goes outside and just leaves the bin outside. Doesn't do anything with it. It's just left out by the door. And from... The, the beginning shot, we understand that they're very, very high in the trees. Yeah. So I don't know who's coming to collect that trash. Um, <laughs> but it's just left outside. Uh, <laughs> he then proceeds to start doing some form of a balancing act <laughs> on the fence around this tree house, the, the one that stops them from falling to their certain death. <laughs> so he starts doing some sort of balancing act. Um, Survives unfortunately Yeah um, I, I don't know what the point is Because um, <laughs> on a tightrope I don't know Then we go back inside And the Wookiee wife As I will refer to her throughout Because I can't remember her name Marla <laughs> Marla The Wookiee wife Is missing Chewbacca <laughs> And she's being confronted By the old man Wookiee For some reason I don't know why <laughs> The kid Wookiee returns and he and the old man Wookiee watch some ac- acrobatics on a table <laughs> performed by tiny acrobats to some really bad music. The acrobats themselves uh, perform quite well, to be fair. You know, well done them. <laughs> and <laughs> I've put, this is way too long without any actual dialogue. <laughs> One of the acrobats actually grows really big. Yeah, for some reason, like one with a weird beard. Like, so they're like tight. So from the first film, if you remember the chess scene, or yeah. what their version of chess, and where the the little things are actually moving. Well, this is just acrobats on a table, 
Um, I'm assuming it's some form of hologram or something. And then one of them, after a button's pressed, suddenly becomes massive. Has some he got some them, sort of trumpet in his hand? Well, some of them were like doing flips in the 69 position. They were. <laughs> that was, I, I was quite impressed. The acrobat. And that's the least yeah. dirtiest thing in this film. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, there's worse coming up. Um, but that's what I deciphered from the beginning. Well, Lumpy's clapping to it. He thinks it's yeah, great. Yeah, he's having a great time. And I was as well, actually. I was clapping along. It was wonderful. But just made absolutely no sense. What was the point? Well, that was some beautiful storytelling. <laughs> what do we have to say about that entire sequence, that entire ten minutes? Well, it's hard to say, any it? Because it's just... Kid takes out the trash. Yeah. So you, you couldn't see a full sitcom of uh, the Wookiee family. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you, you don't want that, no? Uh, not really. Um, it's just some kid getting told off for not taking out the trash. And he does... He must love Acrobat <laughs> because he does it himself and then watches on the table. Yeah. I, I don't get why you have to watch him watching it. We see his reaction so many times, but he's only got the same facial expression for the whole film. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, well, Kid Wookie's very pleased. Yeah, Luke Skywalker FaceTimes them. No, wait. No, he gets told off again. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, so Kid Wookie is very pleased, but then he gets told off again because <laughs> he needs to dry the dishes. Well, I mean, Marla is fucking fuming throughout this whole film. She, she's very she's angry. She's so angry. She's very angry. So, he gets handed a tea towel <laughs> to wash, dry up the dishes. <laughs> and then the mummy wookie, Marla, uses a computer to check the traffic. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she tries to get a traffic report. Nothing's happening. <laughs> and then she calls Luke Skywalker on another computer... And gets yelled at by the old man Wookie again yeah. for some reason. But they all start talking at once to poor Mark Hamill. <laughs> he's got and no idea he's, he doesn't like the call starts and it's like Aah! like straight away just screaming at him. And it's like okay, okay, one at a time. Then in the meantime, he's been really fucking horrible to R two D two. Like this like, clever droid from A New Hope that's yeah. you know so smart and everything. Uh, he's made out to be a right dumbass in this. Well, he is. I don't understand why R2-D2 suddenly became a klutz. Because he wasn't a klutz in the first film. No. If anything, C-3PO was, the, you know, the clumsy yeah. one. Um, but he's shown to sort of keep fucking it up with this... To trying to Whatever fix, they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to fix something. I, I, you can't really establish what they were trying to fix. But every so often, some smoke would come out of it and Luke would start shouting at R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come across as a likeable character. Do you think Kenny Baker was actually in that scene and he was like, Do you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I'm not being shot at by that's, Mark Hamill. <laughs> stormed off. Well, that's that's <laughs> him quitting, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, Luke says that. He says, Not to worry. Now, take in mind, this was released a year after A New Hope. So, as far as we're aware, we, we've got to assume that this is a year after A New Hope. Um, and Luke says he knows Chewie. He has. He's never missed a life day yet. Well, no, you've known him for a year. Yeah, you ain't known like, him very long, mate. So you've known him to not miss one life day. That's that's not a lot. I mean, but also, can I just point something out now? I I feel like maybe this is the moment to point it out. If Chewbacca had a wife and a son and a dad at home. Throughout all of these films, there's never a mention <laughs> of it. No. 
throughout all these films, even up to, you know, Chewbacca was, was he in The the Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, was, um, in the, up until The Last Jedi, absolutely no mention of it. It's, it's so you see be- this home planet in Revenge of the Sith and his, his family's still not there. No. There's a whole cast of Wookiees, but his, his family's not there. No. <laughs> and it went, I just, his son must be quite old by now. Could have joined. Could have joined in. Help yeah. them out. I don't miss canon. <laughs> is it not? Oh, is it not? Shit, sorry. Oh, wait. Did you think it was? Yeah, no, I thought this was proper in the uh, Star Wars universe. No, this is all the resort of cocaine. This is, this is just... Uh, oh, is this not... I think this is people that have never seen Star Wars before just throwing us together <laughs> from a random idea by George Lucas. Oh, well. Um, It made no sense to me. I'm like, if he's got a family back home, why is he... Out fighting the Empire. Now, I know poor Mark Hamill had been in a car crash, but his line delivery on this bit is a little scary. Yeah. He looks at, he looks at the camera and like, come on, Marla, give us a smile. And the face he pulls is <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then when you, can't, when you think it can't get any worse, he shows you Marla's face and fuck me. She shouldn't have gave him a smile. Scary. Uh, he tells Artie nobody's perfect. Um, and then somehow they, they change the channel from speaking to Luke. Um, and then like, see ya bye yeah okay, and then they, they start they, they, so they got a security camera in uh, in Art Carney's shop and uh, they're watching him talk to an Imperial guard yeah it's really weird I don't know how they're watching this but the Imperial guard horrible trash over tradition he has a meaty moustache he has a meaty moustache and is, is this the first time you see their face like a face like I'm, I'm confused as to what he was. I know the stormtroopers. Uh, he's an imperial guard. An so, imperial yeah. guard. Yeah. So you see their faces. Uh huh. Okay, so that's fine then. But um, yeah, he's he's in the uh, Art Carney Oscar winner, was it? Or, yeah, Os- yeah, he, Oscar he'd winner. won an Oscar winner only three years before for Harry and Tonto. Uh, and as you pointed out, he he's also quite enthusiastic. He about is, this. And, and and I mean this, and, and I don't wish to be disrespectful to any of the the Star Wars cast. Um, but you can definitely see there's a, a kind of difference between how, you know, they they act in this. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, besides, she was having the time of her life. But Mark <laughs> Hamill and particularly Harrison Ford are phoning it in. They're like, oh, we do not want to be here. And then you see the old school actors like Art Carney, um, Biafra... Um, it's Harry Corman. Mm. They, they're working with shite. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman, excuse me. Um, they're working with absolute dog shit and a dog shit script. But you can tell that they're utmost professionals and they're giving it all they can. <laughs> and they're putting a bit of heart into it as well. And I have to say, Art Carney is... Oh, he's got some terrible things to work with. Yeah. And considering most of his scenes are with the Wookiees, he really gives it a bit of bit of heart and a bit of soul. And he, he does a passable job, I think, in this. Well... Old school. Old school mentality. You just get on with it. You've, you've had your paycheck and you just get on with it. He somehow knows that Marla's watching him and he starts talking to her. <laughs> does, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. But um, meanwhile, he's uh, he's a tradesman. So uh, he's trying to sell a groomer um, to this uh, Imperial Guard. 
Uh, he obviously wasn't a fan of his moustache, but he's like, I've used it myself. And he looked down at his uh, crotch and like, oh, okay, so you telling this imperial guy that you shaved your pubes? Oh, I did miss that. Yeah, he looked down and he's like, I've used it myself. And oh, my God. <laughs> and then... Um, and then he steals it. <laughs> the, well, the, 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 uh, the imperial guard's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have that. I could do with a bit of a shave. And, uh, and then Art Carney's like, would you like to pay me for it or... Uh, Give me something in trade. I was like, oh my lord, Art Carney. <laughs> uh, and then he, he, yeah, the Imperial Guard with a moustache steals it. Just takes it. He's like, ah, oh, fuck you. I'm taking this. We get a transition to an overdubbed scene taken from New Hope with Darth Vader. It, that was absolutely... Wait, you, you missed one of the best parts of that scene. Uh, have I? Yeah. So Art Carney can suddenly interact with... Um, yeah, yeah. Mummy Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's in the market for a shaggy rug. <laughs> she? What the yeah. fuck? How did in... I miss? Was I just making yeah. notes? She's in the market for a shaggy rug to put in her front room. <laughs> and Aunt Carney's got just the perfect one for her. It's been shipped over by some old lady four, <laughs> four planets away. And she made it all by herself, by hand, solo. Did oh, you know, oh shit! Yeah, that's no. Yeah, I I do remember this. This is when she was. Uh, he was trying to uh, give her cryptic messages about um, Chewbacca. By the sounds of it, do you think that's what he was trying to do? Oh, oh, okay. I thought that was just a really good pun. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think she so was. So the uh, shaggy rug is but Chewbacca. No, it, maybe it was a pun because how did fuck did he know? He would know, away? would he? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Maybe and she would have known that they were together. Maybe. maybe. Okay. Either way, that's... I just I just appreciated great, the great, <laughs> Great poem. And then I kind of just start saying random Star Wars sounding shit. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. <laughs> just like this vaporizer, this velociraptor. This yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, Star Wars uh-huh. sounding words. I don't really mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, it's probably just given the list. It's probably just given. It's probably just given a list of all these words, and like, I just put these into a sentence. Yeah, yeah. But then we get the overdubbed scene with Darth Vader, and he's like, "We know the rebels are on this planet, or something like." That. It's like, okay, that means nothing to this TV special. No, it, it, I don't know why it was in there, um, but yeah, so that happened, and then we get a cooking tutorial with Harvey Corman in drag as a middle-aged aunt at a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, the hair's serving a bit of Gary Oldman in, um... <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker? Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. <laughs> Fuck it out. Sorry, that's the version I watched recording this Um But a bit of, uh... Mr. Burns when he's a vampire. I honestly that thought hair. he was serving pure Sandra at a barbecue. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so... He's in drag. He's... Dressed up like a pantomime dame. Yeah. He looks like a pantomime yeah. dame. He's got four arms. Got four arms. And he's making Bantha Surprise. Yeah. Um, which includes Bantha, obviously. Chopped up. Well, Marla's talking back to the tutorial. I don't think she quite gets how it works. Uh, he, you know, it's just yeah, a recipe some, video. But there are certain things that they can interact with and some that they can't. Yeah. Like, this This is... She's got YouTube up, I think. And she's looking for... She's typed in Bant for surprise, and this is what's popped well, up. Well, Harvey Corman comes up, and he's like, Hello! 
And then, and then Marla's like, Rrr! I was like, what are you talking back to her for? So get all the ingredients. So random ingredients again. More Star Warsy sounding words. Yeah, she's literally uh, serving up. All going in the pot, and then you add enough liquid to cover. I don't know what the liquid is, and uh, then we get the iconic moment. Stir whip, stir whip, whip whip stir, and, and it gets really intense. Like this stir and whipping gets so fast, and like Marla looks like she's about to chuck the fucking fucking. Hot thing on the floor. I would very much like, you know, bop it. Yeah. I would like to see a bop it version, but with stir whip, whip stir. <laughs> you know, bop it, don't you? I do. Yeah. And then uh, what's the other one with the hammer? Um. Oh, bash um, or something. Angry like beaver. No, it's not. Oh, fucking angry, angry beaver. Beavers. No, um, in the arcades, um, whack a mole. Oh yeah, no. I meant in this. In this, I'd I'd love to see Marla playing whack a mole. Yeah, it brings out the um for the band for surprise. Brings out hammer and stuff. Yeah. like hammering in the the uh, part as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that as a bop it. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I mean that might happen one day. You never know. You can make it if uh, if it doesn't. <laughs> that would be very good. Um. So I'm Mar- sure everyone will understand what I mean. You, I'm sure you they will. Seem to grasp I, well, Marla has enough concept. of it anyway, and she turns it off. So fuck this! This is going way too fast for me. Um, and now at this point, does she put the banter in the oven? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And never takes it out again. No. Oh fucking hell! It's probably still there now. Art Carney arrives at the house with gifts for everyone, but he won't give Marla her gift until she kisses him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Ah, uh, you know what you got to do. And they all seem a little sad, so we ask them why all the long, hairy faces. <laughs> and there's just been a little warning to say that the planet is on a lockdown due to rebel activity. So that's why they've got the long, hairy faces. Yeah. Um, because they think Chewbacca's never going to make it in time for life day. Then, things get a little erotic. Get a little, uh... Okay, of all the weird stuff in this, this is probably the weirdest. Uh, what, because the writers admitted that they actually intended for this to be softcore porn? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they wanted to bypass, um, you know, the watershed with a bit of softcore porn. Um, I figured this is the best way to do it. Yeah, so uh, Aunt Carney describes it as giving Grandad a... Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Grandpa Itchy. Uh, <laughs> he um, he gets his gift from Art. He sets up a porn simulator for him. Yeah, because it's like a VR headset. Yeah. And it's put in and it starts up. And we get <laughs> Diane... Poor Diane Carroll. <laughs> Diane Carroll, again... An Oscar nominee just three years previously at, um, for, Cla- I think it's Claudine she was in. You know, um, with James Earl Jones, actually, ironically. And she's a well-known actress, you know. She's, she's really making strides for African-American actresses at the time. And she, she's up on the screen. She's serving. She's yeah. wearing a good outfit. She is. She's got a lovely headpiece. She's serving a bit of Victor Victoria. 
Have you got any lines of dialogue down, I should say? I've got a few. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are excited, aren't well, we? Well, yeah. Be- before that, she appears on Switch like, I know you're searching for me. And uh, Itchy's getting a bit excited. It's like, oh, yes. Oh, oh. And she li- uh, that's no exaggeration. She is making orgasm noises. It's like, we are excited, aren't we? We could have a good time, can't we? It's like, I'll tell you a secret. I find you adorable. And then Itchy rewinds this three times. <laughs> this really gets him going. The dirty bastard. And then he starts really having a wank. <laughs> All you see is his hand moving. And he's like... <laughs> and he's fucking going at it. He is proper going at it. Whilst his grandkid is in the room. And his daughter-in-law is cooking the dinner. Art Carney is there as well. Probably joining in. <laughs> Weird part. No, we're not. Not. It's all weird. But the the strangest part is what did Diane Carroll think this was? <laughs> oh, you imagine. You imagine I'm pitching it to because her because she's not. It's not just some random actress. You know, it's Diane Carroll. She was well known, a, a real serious actress at the time. Um, what was she thinking when she read that script? Oh, you can imagine her approaching her like, oh, so you've seen Star Wars, A New Hope? Yeah. You know Chewbacca, isn't he adorable? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have his dad uh, masturbating to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to say she originated the concept of the cock destroyers. Well, I mean... it's a bit like watching one of theirs. Yeah. Well, after he starts wanking, she gets even worse. She's, <laughs> she's like... I'm your fantasy. Experience me. I am your pleasure. Enjoy me. That's... Yeah. And then she starts singing to him. She starts singing a song about living a life in a minute. She, she starts having a fucking duet with herself. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she creates an alternative she version does. of herself. And so they start having a duet. So, she, so it's like her singing in the foreground... And then it's her singing in the background as well. But, like, at the same time, like, they're trying to harmonise. <laughs> She's singing some absolute shite about it being this minute, well, this minute now. I, I have no idea what it means. The whole song sounds like it's about Itchy and how long it takes him to have a wank. <laughs> it only takes a minute. <laughs> the song goes absolutely nowhere as and well. And it goes though. on for so long. It goes long. on really long, but abs- it goes nowhere. It's just like, this minute... This minute. <laughs> oh, fuck off. And then Itchy finishes up, cleans himself off. <laughs> Diane Carroll's part. <laughs> Diane Carroll's like, right, well, that's all you need me for. Uh, I'll be going now. <laughs> going to star in my uh, next holiday special, Jailhouse Cock. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> so, uh, Don't be talking about that again. And then the uh, everyone decides to FaceTime C-3PO and Princess Leia. And, oh, my God, as soon as Carrie Fisher comes on the screen, she's like, ah, hello! Everyone. And she pretty much bursts out of the screen. She's so excited. She's like, up at tits. And she is so coked up in this scene. She's totally up at tits. <laughs> oh my god, I feel bad because she's an amazing actress and, you know, she's passed recently, but over the past few years. But fucking hell. They're in an office. <laughs> this just looks like a random office somewhere. But is she a typewriter? He's a typewriter. It looks like a typewriter. And she doesn't want to talk to Marla though. Marla's like, and she's like, no, no, no fuck off. She's I like, don't know what you're saying. It's <laughs> like, uh, but the thing is, she, I swear, in the other film, she can understand what Chewbacca's saying. 
But um, C-3PO's um, translating it to her. And uh, <laughs> she... Uh, Milo explains she's got the trader there with her, and uh, C-3PO's like, she's expressing her warmth towards the trader. I mean, okay, C-3PO, gay icon, who's always overact voice acting and, you know, every Star Wars film is in. Even he, Anthony Daniels, sounds like he can't be asked in this. Yeah, yeah, Even he's true. had enough. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Art, Art uh, Carney comes on the screen and speaks to Leia, and she's like, I know you're looking after him. Well, no, you don't. You literally just met him. Like, you don't know who he is. But um, she doesn't want to speak to Marla, so she's just happy with anything. And Marla seems to know him, though. Well, we, um, that phone call ends really quickly. I don't know what the point in it was. Um, Carrie Fisher's having time of her life, so who cares? We're then showing uh, some uh, Han and Chewie action on the Millennium Falcon. Um, when Han Solo says to him that he feels the same way about him too. What do you think Chewbacca said to him? Um, I love you. Maybe. Happy life day. Happy life day. Oh, Matt Thomas Harrison Ford says life day <laughs> in this film. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, showed a bit of them in space, but who wants to see any fucking sci-fi action? No. <laughs> no one wants Why any of that. that. So we're taken back to keeping up with the Wookiees. Uh, and Imperial Guards and Stormtroopers show up at the house. They do. Yeah. And uh, they happens. want to uh, <laughs> they want to ID Art Carney, and he gets really paranoid. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, he'd already stated that he was part of the resistance, or or he was it resistance or rebellion. No, he's part of the. I don't know who is he part of. He was a rebellion sympathizer, so he was on the rebellion side. Okay. Um, yeah, so he gets... Uh, there's a, a lot of shite in this scene about ID, finding ID. Art Carney just, ID? like, looking like it's about to explode. Yeah, just... I don't, I don't get any of it, but I, I definitely didn't get that. Well, it shows his ID, and then uh, he says he's going to cook on some food, and tries to get Marla to go in the kitchen with him. <laughs> with some of the best line delivery in the film. He's like, hey, Marla, will you come and help me? And she's like... Argh. He's like... <laughs> but he doesn't move his mouth. <laughs> no, he doesn't, no. No, but that's like, Marla, we're going to the kitchen <laughs> <with me." laughs> So, um, he, uh, they go into the kitchen and then he decides to, um, because obviously he's a showman, you know, he's, uh, he puts some porn on for Richie and, uh, he decides to put a music video on for one of the Imperial Guards, sits him down, he's like, uh, yeah, watch some Jefferson Starship performing uh, "Light the Sky on Fire," which is a little bit of a banger. It's not. It's not a great song. It's not terrible, but we do get to it's see the terrible. entire we music do. video. Oh, and and it's a little headache inducing because yeah. it everything's dark apart from um, the instruments and a little <laughs> bit of the ground, but it's like bright neon pink. And then when it's being waved around, it started to give me a headache. It hurt my eyes. The Imperial Guard looks like he finds it hilarious. Oh, he was loving it. He was having the time of his life. Tapping his fingers away. We know that because it kept going back to his face. Yeah. Sporadically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were watching him, watching that. So. Well, then Art's like, yeah, I knew you'd love it. And uh, leaves. 
But the idea that Aunt Carney's going round <laughs> showing people Jefferson Starship <laughs> videos. <laughs> Check this new band out. He's a proper old school actor. You, you know, he must have been in his 70s. Well, he does a little dance to it at one point. Yeah, yeah. But he must have been in his 70s when this was filmed. You know, what he was really famous for was a sitcom called The Honeymooners back in the 50s. Um... So he'd seen a bit of a career resurgence with um, Harry and Tonto, which he won the Oscar for in the 70s. But really what he was known for was the sitcom and as a comedian in The Honeymooners. So to be as old and old school as he was, <laughs> going around showing people a fucking Jefferson Starship <laughs> video. Putting on porn for Wookiees. Putting on porn for Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> it's queering great places yeah um, yeah he leaves and uh, Lumpy starts watching the famous animated sequence where Han Solo looks fucking horrendous he can't open his eyes none of them none of the characters look like the actors so they're dressed like them they're, they're dressed in the gear that they're famous for Han Solo's eyes never open no <laughs> He's got the longest face. <laughs> Princess Leia has a full face of slap. For the, the whole, like a lot of makeup on in this cartoon. Um, Luke's probably the one that looks the most like uh, Mark Hamill, the actor. Post car crush, Mark Hamill. Yeah. And then Chewbacca looks like a cat. See, <laughs> three PO has different facial expressions. Yeah. And so does R2-D2 in a weird way. He moves about a bit. and I like the style of it. To be fair, I, I do like the style of it. And it's it's a kind of similar style they used for, is it Droids? The animated series that came Yeah, it's basically uh, all the uh, animated spin-offs of films. Like the Bill and Ted animated series look like this. Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusaders. They all had a similar sort of... Uh, Saturday morning cartoon style yeah. animation to them. This was almost a little anime as well, I thought. Almost. It wasn't far off it. Yeah. Well, absolute scene stealer. Um, Boba Fett, court favourite, turns up riding a fucking dinosaur. He does actually, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what more could be said about that? That's... Uh, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I'm not sure what the planet's meant to be. I, I didn't even care what he was doing or why he was there. It's the fact that Boba Fett is riding a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what's weird about this is he wasn't in A New Hope. Uh, he's obviously, he's gone on to be this court sensation amongst Star Wars fans. Everybody loves Boba Fett, you know. He's never really had a major role in a film bar Attack of the Clones, and that wasn't really... I mean, he was a child in that. So... It's, yeah, it's, it's a strange one, but, uh, I mean, I can see the fascination. He looks cool, so... He didn't have an Australian accent, though. Not in this, no. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the whole animated sequence is, uh, the plot's bullshit, but it, it is entertaining. Yeah, because it's just a little snippet, so it's a very short story of uh, Boba Fett trying to... Capture, uh, capture them. Yeah, essentially pretend to be their friend. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, friend. and uh, he basically calls them friend in every other line of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Much like B. Arthur later on. Oi, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so the, that animated sequence happens. Yeah, it's it's fine. People say it's the best thing. Um, you know, something that's dog shit as this, then yeah, you don't you don't really have to work that hard to be the no. best part. No. Um, but uh, yeah, so that comes and goes. And then uh, stormtroopers start trashing Lumpy's room. Yeah. They tell him to clean it up. Very, very harsh. Very harsh. And they tell him to clean it all up. Yeah, it's a, another chore he's given. Yeah. It's just this whole thing, this poor young Wookiee. He's constantly Child labour. chores to do. Mm-hmm. Just trying to have a nice time. But he goes up there to tidy it up, and he decides he wants to watch the instruction video for the present he got from Uncle Art. Yeah. Um, we it, didn't decide though. No. Yeah, we're forced to watch the fucking thing. And the 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 present he got is it like a transmitter control I panel? I have no idea what it is. It's not a real object, but yet there's a full instruction video for it. Um, and did you? Who was it? Who's in that cameo? This is. I, I think this is Har- Harvey Corman again. Is it? Is that Harvey Corman again? That's Harvey well, Corman he's again. fucking terrifying in this. He's like a possessed robot. He's kind of like. Uh, Lance Henriksen in Aliens. Yeah. Th- okay. So, this is what I don't get. Okay? So, when he's watching this, it's mal... The, the person who's a droid, I'm assuming, is malfunctioning. Yeah. And that's the joke. And it goes on for a very long time. This joke goes on... But it's on not even funny. It's ages. scary. Yeah. It's scary. Like, I'm assuming that he's watching this instruction video live. Yeah. So, does does that mean everything else has been live? Oh, yeah. Does that mean Jefferson Starship... Why was... ...live in that little computer and just wait for them to press play to come out? Or why was the possessed android waiting to give him that instruction live? Because obviously... If that's, if that's an actual rec- pre-recorded video... Then that means everyone has to watch him die every time he does that instruction manual. That's yeah. quite dark. Yeah, they really fucked that like, up. Like he shoves they? a screwdriver in his throat. Like yeah. at one point, it it's fucking weird. It, it really is. Um, but yeah, we get the full instructions for how to set the transmitter up. Um, but then, I'm sure you'll want to take over now. The stormtroopers stand around to watch the latest documentary, Life on Tatooine. Yeah, so Life on Tatooine is based on. Um, Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I uh, thought this whole thing was based on keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, it is. It is. But the, this is... Okay, the, this is the spin-off. When, uh, Kim... <laughs> the, only, the only way is Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Tatooine Shore. <clears throat> no, this is a spin-off where uh, Kim and Chloe went to live in uh, New York. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> the real housewives of Tatooine. <laughs> yes. But the the whole idea is that this is a, a this is live as well. This is meant to be live, a live <laughs> look into <laughs> Tatooine, and uh, the lack of moral value <laughs> unedited. <laughs> and what we get is absolute legend, legend of stage, screen, you know, television, comedy. Musicals, just, oh, tip-top talent. B. Arthur, with a ponytail, sporting a ponytail. <coughs> ponytail and a curly, <laughs> yeah. whatever that was meant it to look, be. It's clearly just a ponytail stuck onto a real <laughs> hair. Because a real hair Got was... purple rinse. Oh, purple rinse, but quite short. 
but with the same old wit and sarcasm and spot on comic timing that she's always had and <laughs> I she's getting chatted up so she's <laughs> running this bar it, it, is it the most Isley cantina from yeah it must be it must be because you've got the band in there the guy in yeah, the werewolf mask it has to be the devil I, I think they use the same costumes to be fair yeah. as um a new hope so this is the most Isley yeah cantina cantina band's playing a hit song they are yeah and a dude with a volcano head <laughs> starts being a right creep at the bar. Um, he's taken... She'd After she'd served him the previous evening, she'd said, see you later, can't wait for you to come back. And he's taken his way too literally <laughs> and seems to think that she's fallen in love with him. Um, he, he's been a right creep. She told him to fuck off. Yeah. Um. But she's but she's trying to keep it polite, you know. She's still got her Christian values, so she's trying to be nice. And he drinks through his head. He's got like a hole in the top of his hair, mm-hmm. and that's how he drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to Gary as we were watching it, "What if he rains? We when he's got not got an umbrella? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna fall off. He's gonna fast. fucking drown." Well, it looks like he was enjoying the thing that was going in there, so he's probably got a piss fetish as well. <laughs> so, oh, piss in my head, be Arthur. Maybe he's going to drink in the rain. Um, <laughs> she lets him down, breaks his heart. He's very upset. And on the TV... Well, she pours a jug in his head to apologise. Well, she does, yeah. Um, but on the TV, the Empire announced to the bar that um, they've got a lockdown... Haven't they? Well, they the said it's a curfew. You. And B. Arthur seems to think that means that they're closing down for good. It depends when she opens a bar. I suppose she opens a bar at night. Well, what happens then, Chris? People refuse to leave. Everyone refuses to leave. Everyone refuses to leave. We're not going. <laughs> the devil pulls a gun out on B. Yeah. <laughs> They've got drink problems. They hate their homes. <laughs> And they don't want... I worked in a pub for uh, a few years. Were you the B. Arthur? And I, was, I wasn't I was quite the B. Arthur. Um, I met a few volcano heads, but... Uh, no, I wasn't quite. But um, trying to get these fuckers out at the end of the night. Jesus Christ. I can empathise with B. at this moment completely. You just want to fucking kick him up the arse and get him out. Um... But she's threatened with a gun. By the uh, devil. It's by the devil. <laughs> that only happened twice with me, fortunately. Uh, <laughs> and then she's like, ah, oh, fuck it. One more round on the house with a song. <laughs> a remix of the Cantina Band's greatest hit. <laughs> to the tune of the... Uh, oh, I can't do... I can't remember. I think people know it anyway. Um, and she starts singing. For a very long time. Yeah. And every line of the song ends with the word friend. <laughs> Sometimes twice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. She, joins, she, 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 she sings it to the giant rat from Food of the Gods. <laughs> but, but literally it's like. Oh, we've had the time of our lives, friend. We're going, friend. See you later, friend. 
Bye, friend. We've had a wonderful time, friend. It's been a wonderful life, friend. Hopefully see you again, friend. This is working out. <laughs> but it goes on for so long. And eventually everyone joins in and just ruins it. They're all like... <laughs> but everyone's like, yeah, everyone's like really super pissed as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's trying to sing them out, which is a bit harsh because she's got a beautiful voice. Um... Yeah, and that's it. Apparently, the guys playing Everyone the Everyone leaves, <laughs> and that, and that's life on Tantooine. Well, the guys playing Tantooine. the uh, cantina band. Apparently, they couldn't breathe, and they kept passing out. They didn't have enough oxygen. Oh wow! During that scene, they had to get an oxygen tank in there. But do you know what? It's the same thing as I said about Art Carney earlier. I don't. B. Arthur only did this because her youngest child was yeah. into Star Wars. But. Oh, most professional. She's she's surrounded by the weirdest looking people, isn't she? <laughs> the weirdest. And she must not have a fucking clue what the hell's going on or what any of it really means. But she sells it. And it I, I is, think she sells the it song. It is the best sequence of the film. Because, I think I mean, it is. I love the uh, most Isley Cantina in uh, A New Hope as it is. Because, I mean, even in this... Everyone looks so fucking good, even though they're just wearing masks and suits. Look at them compared to the CGI bullshit that George Lucas put in the prequels. And it's got so much more charm to it. It's, yeah, I love it. Mm. No, totally. And this is just after Maud had finished, uh, which was the successful sitcom that she did. And this is before Golden Girls. But she's sort of, you know, close to the height of her fame. And she's been given this fucking awful song to sing <laughs> and she fucking sells it she yeah. does it and then she gets a man in the end as well don't yeah. she he's oh, hiding behind the bar and uh, he pops up and she's like ah oh, fuck it yeah and then they have sex behind the bar <laughs> yeah. well we assume that's what happens <laughs> I hope the film did for Richie um, Chewie and Han then show up at the house uh, the house in the trees and uh, a stormtrooper, one stormtrooper that gets left behind, everyone else leaves them, don't know. Yeah, so I'm not really sure why they leave. Um, I don't know if something's gone on somewhere else. I wasn't paying that much attention by this point. I think they picked up the Millennium Falcon arriving. Oh, I see. So they went to investigate and left one stormtrooper very conveniently for when Han and Chewie... Get there. Yeah, and uh, this stormtrooper goes outside to uh, investigate what's going on uh, to hear some noises, and he trips over his own blaster, and he falls through the uh, balcony. He does, the one that was being performed on earlier in this. Yes. Um, It's stable enough for, uh, you know, Lumpy to do his acrobats on, but uh, not, uh, not for a stormtrooper to fall through. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, how did he drop his blaster? I'm not really sure how that no. went down. But, uh, yeah, that happens. Then, um, <laughs> Harrison Ford <laughs> picks up Lumpy's, oh, it's okay, sweetheart, it's all right. He's like, uh, here, go to your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, weird to look at. As, a, as an image, Harrison Ford <laughs> holding a tiny Wookiee. <laughs> And then passing it over to Chewbacca. That was a very strange image. Yeah. And then he goes into their house and it's like, 
you're all like family to me. And it's like you are so forcing yourself to say just, that. He must, do you know what? I hope some of the budget... He's like, oh, thinking of money, thinking of money, thinking of money. I'm getting a new car for this. We get a conversation between Chewbacca and Marla as they're reunited. Yeah. Which obviously, again, we, we don't know what Very the fuck they're saying. Very yeah. heartfelt. Um, Art comes back. Yes, Art. Is this the last time we see Art? Yeah, he comes back just to tell him, this day is for you and may the force be with you. Yeah, and he explains a little bit to the Empire about why this stormtrooper's missing. Yeah. Um, the dead one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he helped. I don't know. I don't Art Carney's in this more than any of the original <laughs> Star Wars cast. I think I don't think he was even invited back for that scene. I reckon he was just like, no, 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 back on screen. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. <laughs> I, don't know. I thought he kind of looked like he was enjoying himself. He was having a great time. I don't know if he was on the same thing that Carrie Fisher was on, but... Well, this is when the cocaine really kicks in. Um, the Wookiees <sighs> grab some candle things. Um, some reason, this makes them start wearing these weird... Red robes. Yeah, I mean, they've had their bits and pieces out yeah. throughout the whole f- film. Why are they suddenly wearing robes now? Well, it transports them to a big beam of light um, and into this room in space full of other Wookiees that looks like it's part of a cult. It kind of looks like the end of Suspiria, the remake. Yeah. It, do you know what it actually does? Marla's serving a bit of Tilda Swinton. Yes. Um... Yeah, no, it, it literally does look like the end of Suspiria. Yeah, this part's not really explained what any of it means. No. Well, R2-D2 and C-3PO shop. And again, another example of Anthony Daniels sound like he doesn't want to be there. It's like, yeah. he says, me and R2, we wish we were more than just mechanical beings so we can actually feel stuff. No, you fucking don't. That's never been a thing. That's such a weird thing to say. It's so weird. I wish we were alive so we could celebrate as well. Yeah, fuck off, C-3PO. That's not true. Go back to being the fucking sassy gay icon. Um, Then Han, Luke and Leia turn up. (laughs) What does Han Solo say? Oh, Han Solo. He says to the Wookiees, like, you all mean so much to me. In that exact voice. He is... says, I'm so glad I could be yeah, here. Yeah, so, so glad I could be here. You all mean so much to me. And it's like, oh my God, the look on his face. He does not mean it's that. Like, it's like they put that in the script just to take the piss. And Luke's like, hey guys. And then Leia's like, oh my God, hi everybody. <laughs> and she is so happy to be there. And then it's time for her song. She says a little monologue about Life Day. And then she starts singing. A song to the tune of the Star Wars theme song. <laughs> and meanwhile, while she sings and she is fucking projecting her she voice. Is going for she it. is loving it. You could almost see the cocaine up her nose. She is going for it. She's so enthusiastic. And then it shows you transitions to uh, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. And they both look like they're asleep. Oh, my God. They, they look, look like they're having a terrible they time. They look like they're in pain. They really do. <laughs> Harrison Ford, especially, looks fucking fuming that he's got to be there. You can tell they are hating that singing sequence. Do you know what? Oh, props to her. Carrie Fisher's got a lovely voice. It's not like she's got a terrible voice. No. And maybe she was just sort of like, this might be my only chance to actually show that I can sing. Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't think of her in any other films where she sang. No. So, well, you know. 
props to her. It's not like she. It's not like she forced George Lucas to give her a, a song to sing. No, and then she can't sing for shit. Well, um, a song eventually finished. I didn't get I, honestly. I I do you know I, I didn't don't really, know what the fuck about she was singing about. Life days wonderful. <laughs> everyone needs to you know have fun in their life or some shit like that. I have absolutely no idea. Well, then we get a really weird scene of Chewbacca just hauntingly. Staring at the screen, it feels like he's staring right through you. He's having an acid flashback <laughs> for about ten seconds straight. He's just staring at the screen with no movement, and then he has flashbacks to a new home. <laughs> he, he has a flashback of the whole film just to remind people of a much better film. <laughs> um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why. Um, I'm, yeah, he has this flashback, and then. It shows you them having Life Day or Christmas dinner, um, the, the Wookiee family. Bamford's done. But, yeah, they finally finished this Bamford surprise. But it looks like they're doing a seance. But are they are they trying to contact the dead stormtrooper? <laughs> like, not once for yes, twice for no. <laughs> it does look like they're doing a seance and it holding hands. Yeah. We're here today. We're here today to gather the spirit of Grandma Wookie, and she's just there, like, okay, Grandpa Wookie, what the fuck were you wanking off earlier? (laughs) Grandma Wookie must have been dead. Oh, bless her. Well, I mean, Grandpa Wookie wasn't too bothered when he was uh, having a treat. Good old Diane Carroll made him forget about that. (laughs) And Chewbacca's like, Dad, what are those uh, white stains on the rug? (laughs) But yeah, that's the end. Um, that was the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. Now, I, I, me and Gary spoke uh, briefly about this uh, b- before recording. Um, when it says holiday in America, I feel like holiday can mean either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. I think this is... And I do agree with Gary when I say I think this is a Christmas film. Well, it's widely known as a Christmas film, but the weird thing was it was broadcast on Thanksgiving. Yeah, or close to Thanksgiving, yeah. isn't it? So I don't know. I don't know if they just encompass, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas into the term holiday. I mean, it's fuck all to do with either, um, <laughs> because it's about Life Day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which everyone knows is February the twenty uh, second, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just oh, just none of this made any sense. None. I feel like not. I don't feel drained because it didn't feel very long necessarily. No, it, if anything, that felt like a breeze compared to Batman and Robin. I just feel Wind. confused. I just don't know who wrote this, handed it in. To the person who says yes or no, um, whoever that may have been, the you know the, the station executive or whatever, and they said, "Yeah, I think this is gonna work. <laughs> I, I really think you know this provides all the entertainment that is necessary, all the elements of Star Wars that we need, and some fantastic celebrity guests." <laughs> and do you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for us for having to sit there and watch it, but I do recommend you watch it because it, it it's funny. It's, it's funny. on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. George hey, Lucas you... tried to bury it. You know, the creator yeah. of Jar Jar Binks tried to bury this, but it's still out there. It's on YouTube in full. It ain't going to cost you anything, 
All the actors got paid for their participation, you know. <laughs> uh, the person I feel sorry for is that little kid who went to see Star Wars <laughs> five times at the cinema and thought it was the best thing, action-packed, you know, full of science fiction, a quest to find a princess and save the princess, you know, lightsaber, sword play... All that business, a little bit of magic. You got some sword play in this. And it were. You're ruining my point. Like he did his. Uh, and they sit down and they go, holiday special. I'm well excited. I've been waiting for a sequel. You know, I don't know if they knew when the sequel was going to be out, but they're going to have to wait until 1980, until Empire Strikes Back comes out. This is their little taste got their toys in front of them and they watch this fucking drivel <laughs> because it's got fuck all to do with the first film. There is no action. There is no intrigue. There is barely any science fiction apart from Art Carney throwing out some Star Warsy sounding words. <laughs> and they must have sat there, this 10-year-old kid, and thought, what the fuck was that? Yeah... That's who I feel sorry for. Having to watch a bit of softcore <laughs> wookie wanking. <laughs> you know, what What must have been going through their heads? Yeah. Whew, sorry. A little r- rant over. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've covered some strange shit on the podcast, but this is probably the most baffling. This, this is, for me, probably the one that makes the least sense. Because you have these cheapo horror films where they make the most of what they've got. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works out a bit strange. Um, this one, they had so much to work with. They had a million dollars. They had some fantastic talent. And you get this. Yeah. Mess. But it's an absolute blast. Oh you my you God, need to see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the first of our Christmas special episodes. We have got a second one coming next week where it's going to be fucking garbage day. Yes. <laughs> next week, we are talking. Speaking of, uh, speaking of staring into the camera and having a weird flashback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of flashbacks in next week's episode. And a lot of weird staring. We're talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. It, there's a good chance if you listen to this podcast, you've probably seen it. But if you haven't, watch it before uh, before we do uh, before we do our episode on it. Um, and that'll be released on Christmas Eve. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's all we can say about a Star Wars holiday special. I think, I, I think we've exhausted every part of it, you know. Um, everything that we can say. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, two days till we watch, hopefully, a good Star Wars film. Imagine if we turn up to the cinema and it's actually just a direct sequel to the holiday special. Um, well, Biafra's unfortunately not, no longer with us, so Maybe I'd be thoroughly disappointed. The Wookiees be doing a seance for her again. They might. <laughs> In fairness, I think all the celebrity guests are no longer with us, to be fair. But yeah, let us know what you thought to uh, the holiday special if you've seen it. If not, go and watch it. Um, hope you up for Rise of Skywalker. 
Uh, and yeah, so if you are listening to us on iTunes, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, everything else, like and follow. And if you're on social media, then we're Horrorcore Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. Uh, DeadlightGaz92 on Letterboxd, Instagram, I'm Gazmo205, and Twitter, I'm GazCruise92. And I am Chris Barker eight two three on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. So until the same time, same place next week. Happy Life Day! Happy Life Day!